Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 on the FM dial. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're with you for the next couple of hours, and we appreciate you spending some of that time here with us. Uh, on the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today, looking forward to catching up with Michael Swain. He's been busting his you-know-what at uh, CycloneAlert.com 24-7 Sports. There's been a lot of recruiting news with Iowa State since the last time we spoke with Michael Swain. We will alleviate that void uh, in about 30 minutes. When he joins us, we'll talk Iowa State, uh, the news that's come out, preseason rankings, Big 12, preseason, etc. All that with Michael Swain at 1030 uh, here this morning. We'll kick off our number two, doing likewise with Iowa. Tom Kakert will join the fray at 11.05, uh, catching up on the Hawks, the Big 10 West, etc. And then, although... Mm, it certainly doesn't feel like it did only four weeks ago. Do you remember when the Cardinals marched into Wrigley Field June the 11th, I want to say, was a Friday? Mm-hmm. I looked. The sweep, right? It was a sweep. Yes, mm-hmm. they took all three. But before game one, one of that three games set on that Friday, the Brewers and the Cubs were tied on top of the division. The Cardinals were only four back. Four weeks later... The Brewers lead the Cardinals and the Cubs by nine and a half games. Nine and a half. And just within the last couple of hours, Ken Rosenthal at The Athletic has uh, published a piece that his sources, I guess, are telling him. And Jet Hoyer kind of cheesed it yesterday in one of the pregame scrums with the Cubs media that uh, things have changed in the last 11 days as to how our outlook is on the 2021 season. So what seemed like they were in buy mode is clearly no longer the case. So Cubs fans, brace yourselves. Your team is going to look different. Some of the players that led your team to the promised land for the first and only time in your lifetime... (laughs) Uh, it's going to look a lot different because some of the stars on that team that you envision spending their career as members of the Chicago Cubs, uh, you may be down to precious few days. I got two different different directions I want to go with you. First, I was surprised. I saw a ton of backlash to Jed Hoyer after his conversation he had with the scrum yesterday. It's fans. It is. Yeah. But, but I understand fandom. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yep. But how you can look at this team and watch this team the last two weeks? And they'll say, be better next year. This year was not the re- not the real cup. Wait till next year, and then they'll say it rinse and repeat. Right. You have to do it, Trent. As hard as it is, the that component though just baffled me mm-hmm. in, in its own right. That the fan base and the negativity to well, we, we were just buyers two weeks ago. Yeah, we were, and it changed. You lost eleven straight, and it feels like you got the guy that you want there that actually can see that, uh-huh. as opposed to. Listening to Twitter, right? You don't want a GM that's doing that. No. I like Jed Hoyer. Now he's in a different role now. Mm-hmm. Jed Hoyer is a great evaluator of talent. Mm-hmm. This is a conversation that we've had with another Chicago team, 
Ryan Pace knows how to evaluate talent. Mm-hmm. I still don't know he knows how to build a football team, though. Sure. Those are two different jobs. Being a scout and being a general manager in the NFL are two different jobs. Same thing here. Being the number two, being more of the evaluator side, that's one thing. But building an organization, building a roster, not just at the major league level, all the way through is a different job. And is Jed Hoyer ready for it? Well, we're going to find out here very, very quickly because this next month very well could dictate what his career turns out to Uh, be. There's no question about it. And did Theo see what was coming and get out ahead of the posse? Just like he did in Boston. Just like he did in Boston. That's a very good point, Trent. That is going to be part of his resume, too, Mm -hmm. though. But you know what? I think it's it's his credit. He knew when the the getting out was Mm -hmm. good. No, it's a footnote. Yes. He brought a world championship to the Red Sox and, and the, the Cubs. Cubs. And that will uh, a feat like that will never be duplicated because there aren't two teams like that. Even if you did the Indians and who else has the longest? Yeah, um, well, in, the, in baseball? The Mariners have never been there. Right. There you go. There you, the the Indians and Mariners. Okay. Indians won in what, 1950? Something like I that, think, yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, but... Um, it's going to be an, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. Your team's going to be different. I know there's going to be a lot of disappointed fans. A lot of dis. I mean, I love watching Javier Baez play. Mm-hmm. I love it, but he's going to bring you something. And he didn't sign when he, when you know a couple of years ago. But had COVID not hit, I think Baez is is got the long term deal in his back pocket. I do. I don't know if they would have got Bryant done. I'm not sure Bryant would have allowed it to get done because he still holds it against the Cubs when they manipulated his uh, eligibility clock, mm-hmm. right? When they kept him down here in Des Moines for just enough time uh, for him to get that extra year of team control. Well, that is now up, and um, Scott Boris won't let them forget it when they get around the table, if they get around the table, and I don't believe they will. Anthony Rizzo, go back to spring training this year. Five years, $70 million was on the table. That seems like they were shortchanging him in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably were, but... We don't know what baseball economics really are going to look like well, either. they're better than... Here's the thing, and I agree with that point 100%. I don't think that when we go back to March... Remember, Trent, they were going to start till May. Right, yeah. And there was a lot of... I mean, I I thought they were making a mistake starting in April. I did. I thought it's too soon. Mm-hmm. No fans in ballparks. We don't know, but they did it, and they were. It was the right move. And then, heck, by the June, well, Texas uh, on opening day, their ballpark was full. Right. But I don't think the Major League Baseball teams had any idea that they would have full ballparks before the All Star break. Yeah, I think that's fair, and we've seen it. We've mm-hmm. seen it for, and thank God. And look at. Not just, obviously, just how great it is. And we've talked about that a bunch, just having the fans back there, the roar. Yeah, we never want to see a cardboard cutout for as long as we live. (laughs) Right, exactly. That is a huge, huge, impactful part of it. But the financials, also, they're going to get their full complement of TV money. Mm -hmm. That was a reason that they did not push back to me. Because you want to get the full 162 and the 152 that are on your local TV package, you want to get that full money. So they were able to do that. Baseball, though, and losing last season, only getting the 60-gamer, you know, does that mean that instead of Rizzo getting 150, it is only 110? Yeah. Only. Right. Only $110 million. Right. That's what you're talking about. Right. Probably. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's – there's no magic wand. We can never go back in what he would have got without this, but – I do think that is a big inf- impactful part. Well, and what was the contract that he was compared to? Was it Goldschmidt? What he what he brought over from originally signed uh, the, the Arizona contract, or did he sign a new contract in 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 St. Louis? But he was compared, and Goldschmidt was making 
what was it? One, it was big money. Yeah, it was over a hundred million. I'm pretty sure. And when you put the two of them, they're kind of the same player, right? Yeah. They're they're kind of the same player. But Rizzo was like, I don't know, get, getting sixty percent of what Goldschmidt. They were they were lowballing Anthony Rizzo, the face of the franchise. Goldschmidt's not the face of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Molina is. Um, there's five year, one hundred and thirty million. One hundred thirty million, right? Um. You know, Wainwright still a face of that franchise. Flaherty's becoming the face of that franchise. Not Paul Goldschmidt. Anthony Rizzo is. Um, and, that, and, he, and he didn't sign it. And I wonder if he'll have... I don't think so. I think he'll get that money. And I hope he gets it from the Cubs. Look, some of the guys are going to be there, but there's going to be... I don't know. Contreras, take him off the equation. Let's do Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, uh, Kimbrell. Okay. How many of those are? How many of those guys are there on August first? Are traded away. Rizzo is not. I, I don't think, think he, so either. I think he is there. I think he is the lock to stay. Mm-hmm. Kimbrel, you have to trade him. He has the most value Without because he has another year of team control. Mm-hmm. I, what is it? Seventeen million? I think it is mm-hmm. next year. 16, 17, 16 or seventeen? Yeah, right in that range. That's a great deal. Now I don't. Here is the one part about that: if he's traded, does that void that final year? I don't believe so. Okay, and that's why. When you read a lot of the MLB trade rumors and those kind of places, by far he has the most value out of this group. Well, he's the best He's the best closer in baseball this year, too. That helps as well. Right. And everybody's always looking for bullpen arms, so you kind of throw all these things together. Uh, I did see there was some rumblings out in Boston about maybe them going after Kimbrell. Atlanta as well? Well, Go and the, back. the Boston one, though, basically there was somebody up front in the front office mm-hmm. that said there's absolutely no way. We'll bring Craig Kimbrell back. Well, in. they don't want the Craig Kimbrell that they remember wearing right. a Red Sox uniform, mm-hmm. but he's not. Look, he's not the same guy that's wearing a Cubs uniform. He's the best closer in baseball. From a guy that looked like he was on his way it out, did. not as just a closer, but maybe out of the game very right. quickly. Like I mean, he was going to burn out. Have a job, and and mm-hmm. the Cubs signed him in the middle of the year, and he was good in September of last year. I'll give him that, but he carried it over. I thought September last year was a fluke. I did too. I thought he was cooked, and yeah, yeah he put it together. Dead cat bounce. Yes, uh, he's got the most value. All right, so we think we both think Kimbrel's out the door. Mm-hmm. Do we think Bryant's out the door? I do. Mets need a third baseman in the worst way. They do. Blue Jays need a third baseman in the worst way. Okay. Mets are on top of their division. Blue Jays got three teams north of them. I mean, uh-huh. in the standings, Seattle. That's another Seattle's one. Seattle's kind of hanging around. They are. They? And I think they're three games back of the wild card. What, three, three and a half, something like that. Anyway, they haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's not a great team. But no. when you're this close, when it's been that long, and you can get somebody like Bryant, mm-hmm. and that's the other part. I don't think it's going to cost a ton. Because, well, you look at you, Darvish, the return was not very good no, for that. Nothing. I don't think there's going to be, outside of Kimbrough, the return maybe some Cubs fans are hoping for. And that led to my other question I had for you today. This rebuild that is coming, is it a retooling? You remember the Yankees? Well, when they traded Chapman to the Cubs? Mm -hmm. It was very quickly they were right back. Mm -hmm. They made some good... It was a retooling, not a rebuild. I don't see this being that. This isn't a... Quick fix? This isn't a Royals, a Pirates. Oh, you got to hit the absolute rock right. bottom before you start. No, I don't it's think so It's not one of those. No. But it's also not a year. No. This two, three years, I think, before you're mm-hmm. back up in and thinking about competing at the highest levels. Mm-hmm. Not, hey, maybe we can win 84 games and sneak in the back door of the playoffs. No, winning 95 games 
it's going to take a while to get back to that. You know, point. we probably should impose on Tommy Birch sometime next week. Just yeah. what's in the farm? What's down on the farm? You know, what's here? I don't follow it close enough in the, in the minor leagues to right. know what, what's coming and uh, and how long it will be. But well, it's one of their be different. Top, top prospects is a catcher prospect. Yes, so that changes, I think, the equation too for Contreras because, all right, if it is going to be three years before we're ultra competitive, not good, but great, mm-hmm. or have a chance to be great, does he really go into the mix? Because at that point, you're hoping that the young guy is up and yeah. and the guy consensus top 100 player from Baseball America. Right. That he is that kind of guy. And he can be ready as quickly as Contreras was. Because mm-hmm. when he got to the... I mean, his first at bat, he parked in the left field stands. Right. Right? Um, so, and, and he's been good. He's been good ever since. He has. Um, it's going to be different. All right, let's get to the NBA from last night. Wasn't much of a game. Again. Again. Um, it's just... There's just too much Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. You know, and not enough... I mean, Giannis did his part. Yes, he did. I mean, I don't know how much more you can ask from him. Middleton, you need more from uh, from Chris Middleton. You need certainly need more from Drew Holiday, who is absolutely struggling with his shot right now. Those two guys, if they don't show up on Sunday night, um, and by the way, the schedule couldn't work out any better as far as, because Wednesday after the All-Star game in baseball is the worst day in sports. Yeah. Period. As far as there's usually nothing. Well, that's what we normally get the ESPYs. That's that, the ESPYs night. That's a, I forgot about that. That's well, my we, point stands. There's yeah. nothing. <laughs> the ESPYs. It's no, some, I've watched them again. I have to. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it is what it is. Right, right. right. That's the embodiment. I but think. But now of that. we get Game Four on Wednesday night, so we get Sunday night, and hopefully a two-one series. At and that hopefully point. a two-one series. Will it be? No. Milwaukee's favored three and a half, four. Yeah, I was surprised by that, I too. too. I thought this one was going to be a little Pickle, closer. To, I thought. And that's exactly where I was going, too. Giannis played not as well as he could play, but he played an A-minus game. Mm-hmm. He was really good. Mm-hmm. He carried them on those broad shoulders. <laughs> My God, he's big. Um, Middleton Connaughton was good. Yeah. He shot it a little bit. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the depth, though, either. No. And when... Not just one, but two of those of their big three goes bad. They have no shot. No. They have nowhere they can. Bryn Forbes, come on. Yeah. yeah. When he, Brooke Lopez has had his moments in these playoffs. He has, but Last defensively, one of them. he's so bad. And mm-hmm. the way that the Suns are constructed, it's a terrible matchup for the Bucks because of Lopez, because of they, they almost have to play him. And because of that, right. it's either Chris Paul on a screen and roll yep. or Booker on a screen and roll. And he's screwed. Yep. He just physically can't keep up with those guys, and they're going to do that to death, just continually screen roll, screen roll all day long. Bad matchup. I don't think it. I don't think it changes. What more likely? We get to a game six. Oh man, I, I or would a be, sweep. Uh, sweep. I think so too. I, yeah, if those are my two it. options. I think mm-hmm. that's it. Uh, former Cyclone's going to get a ring. Abdul Nader yes, saw the is. floor in that yeah. game yesterday. Torrey Craig got hurt, I guess, in the basketball game. And uh, Monty Williams was actually asked about him on uh, one of those sideline interviews. And uh, he mentioned that Abdul is going to have to step up. And we're confident in him if he's, if he's the next man up. So, What was the last time he played? Did they say? Oh, I don't know, Trent. I haven't seen him very often. I, I don't. Yeah. You know what? Let me click on him and see if there's any... Boy, it's been a while. Because before the the Clippers series, it was oh, he played. Uh, did he get hurt? He in, played in the Clipper. He played in June twenty eighth. He saw nine minutes. Yeah, in the, in the Clipper game. Before yeah. that, though, I think it was like February when he got hurt. So it's been a really long time mm. since he's been back out there for them. And 
And good for him. You would have got a ring regardless, but to also be able to see the floor yeah, in the he finals. Played, right. Yeah. Right. No, Makes he, it a little better. He put the towel down, took the jersey off, yeah. and uh, tucked in his sh- sh- pulled up his shorts, and <laughs> off he goes. Uh, so that was that. A was series good. doesn't start until the that's true road team here in that wins the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly seems like that could happen Sunday night. Look, if it does, if they don't hold serve, if the Suns don't get beat on Sunday night, mm-hmm. series is over. Yes. I don't see him winning Game Four. So to answer your question, more likely Game Four, a sweep, or Game Six. Um, it's it's just a sweep, sadly. Going sweep. Yep, Sunday, Wednesday. So we have a weekend coming up here. Viewing-wise is going to be... Different. We have two soccer matches that you and I are both excited mm-hmm. about. Two! Usually they're the World so Cup. So much, I've got them in Claxons, both of them. <laughs> you put both of them in right. there. I love that. Well, Trent, look around the country. I, I can't find a series that's played... Baseball wise, mm-hmm. without a roof over their head, that I feel confident in. I mean, I'm not putting Cubs cards in Claxons because it's it's like this. Gonna get rained out. You know, what you see here in Central Iowa was what they're getting in Chicago. Didn't want to go Seattle Angels. Doesn't exactly yeah. really thrive no, in the Houston's heartland. Houston's in first place. And here's the other thing: this is the first time the Yankees have been in Houston uh-huh. since the cheating scandal. Oh, really? I mean, not that there's going to be any, you know, because it's in Houston, right? And they've got a lid over their building. Mm-hmm. So we put that one in as well. But we got soccer going on. Mm-hmm. I've been watching not just the John Deere, which is, I know it's on the wrong side of the river. It's in Illinois. Mm-hmm. It's an Iowa tournament to me. All right. Illinois got their own. That's our tournament for the PGA. So I always watch it more than some of the other minor stops, if you will, on yeah. the tour. But then you got the Scottish Open, which has a great field. But isn't John Rahm running away with it? Yeah. he uh, He's there. Rory's there. Shoffley's playing. It. Just all kinds of huge names are playing yeah. on that. You got that no, going who's, on. What, who's got that coverage? Is it Golf Channel? Golf Channel, yep. Tahoe has got the... And I always used to love that tournament. The, I love the, celebrity the visuals. One. Yeah. Oh. Right. That have is, you been there? I have not. It's spectacular. Every single person yeah. that has ever... It really is. When that conversation ever comes up, yeah. oh, you, you wouldn't believe it. It really is. Now, the water's ice cold. Yeah. You can't swim. <laughs> I mean, it looks... It really is. It's so deep. You can't swim, but you just look around. It's gorgeous. So, got three golf tournaments, two soccer matches mm-hmm. that we're excited about, and of course, the last weekend before the All Star Game for baseball. I bet the baseball game, the All Star Game yesterday. You bet, yeah. Bet the baseball. I bet the All Star Game, yeah. And you say I have problems? Well, I there's nothing. I mean, I took some of the winnings. Oh, look at you, huh? That uh, that are on the on the uh, two time contest. Yeah, how about that? Boy, they're still ranged up over there. Are they? Oh, I can't get over it. Bromley Camp. Yes. Not pleased with it. still chirping. Yeah. Chill's chirping. Let them chirp. <laughs> right. You got the trophy. I do. I'm good about to get it anyways. Um, it's a Stanley Cup looking trophy it too, is. isn't it? It's really, it's big too. Showed my wife. She doesn't want me to bring it home. <laughs> too big. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. Anyways, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be a different sports weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I think there's going to be a lot of rainouts in baseball, but um, I, I hope the Cubs card series will get in. But, man, what a difference four weeks make. The Cubs were tied for first place. The Cardinals were four and a half games behind the Brewers. And the Cubs, when they went into Wrigley Field, Cardinals got swept. Cubs feeling pretty good about themselves. <laughs> 11 losses in a row. Jed Hoyer goes from buyer to seller. And away we go, Cubs fans. Because it's inevitable that your team's going to look different. 
Speaking of inevitable, my team also going to look a lot different. The Minnesota Twins. Yeah, I did. You know, I didn't. Did they play? I don't even know if they played yesterday. They did. They beat the Tigers. Came back and beat the Tigers. Right. Whatever. Trent, I am so. I mean, how do you watch them? It's tough. It's very tough, and I frankly rarely do. Speaking of Tommy Birch, I talked to Tommy a little bit last mm-hmm. night, and you know, just talking about that team, and I was asking him about Puck, the kid from Cedar Rapids yeah. that's in the A's organization, because right. always hurt. And that's the thing. So a lot of people are connecting the dots between the A's and the Twins. Yes. The A's do not have a DH. Right. Nelson Cruz is the name that they, they're they talking a lot about. And maybe Taylor Rogers. Yes. They need a lefty in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are two pieces that make a ton of sense and for Rogers the A's. And Rogers, he would bring you something. Absolutely. He's got another year of team control also himself. So you're talking about a guy that you can get something. So I was just asking him about Puck and what yeah. he knew. And same kind of thing. Always hurt. Mm-hmm. He's back in the minors again. Is he? After he got hurt earlier this season, went down there, and he's been struggling with his command. He just always strikes me as a guy. Incredible arm. Yes. That's always going to be there. But one of those players that never is going to be able to reach those heights, never going to be mm-hmm. take that kind of talent. A kid from Cedar Rapids that goes to Florida. We don't see that happen a whole right. lot. Now, we do see it happen in baseball, but... I don't know. That kind of return is what I was kind of thinking about. Twins are going to look completely different. Mm-hmm. Brewers are going to be buyers. What, yeah, are the Car- like to think. what are the Cardinals going to do? Well, if they don't sell, I think they're making a mistake because they're not going to get back into it. Not Carlos this year. Martinez seems like a guy that should be. But he's got a year race now with a six. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you get in get return? For him? That's true. But it's almost time to not get Not even a bag him. of balls. You can maybe get a single ball. Maybe package him with somebody, yeah. I guess. I, I don't know. You know, one thing we didn't spend, I mean, we probably should have spent more time on this yesterday because we've talked a lot about Brody Brecht. Mm-hmm. And earlier this week, he throws a no-hitter. He struck out 17. Yeah. Struck out 17. In a seven-inning game, remember. In a seven-inning game. You only There's get 21 outs. Right. And 17 of them, there were Ks. Um, what does this do for scouts when when they see this? And, and, and knowing that he's made it very clear how much he loves football mm-hmm. and how much he can't wait to be a Hawkeye. But when you see, don't you take a chance? If you're a major league team, don't you take a chance on him that, I don't know, is he, is he kind of player that's worth you know, overspending to get him to, you know, to give up football? Well, first of all, you have to. In order to get him to sign, you're going to have to offer him more than the slot value of wherever you right. take him. And there are plenty of people that think if signability was not an option, I mean, it completely changes the equation of major league baseball in their draft, but... For him, he is a first-round talent. Yes. A kid that has never concentrated on baseball, that throws <laughs> Think 98 about that. miles an hour. Last year, there was, I don't know, four, five, six games two years ago as well that he missed during the regular season because he was off at football camps mm-hmm. and ultimately trying to earn that Iowa offer, which he did. So you got that component of it. When you look at a kid that throws 98 that's never had real training, if you will. Never had baseball training. Never concentrated only on baseball because he's had this football side of it and, and doing track and all the other things that he does. Absolutely, in terms of talent, I'm taking a chance. He's not going to sign. He There's is, no way he's going to sign, huh? It's going to have to be north of probably a couple million dollars at the mm-hmm. very... I mean, we're talking almost double slot of where he's kind of anticipated mm-hmm. to go. And because of that, I wouldn't be surprised to see him not get drafted until the 10th round, and then somebody take a shot there, just because I think most of every major league team knows what Brody Breck wants. And what he wants is to not sit on the mound mm-hmm. 
in Wrigley Field. And if you don't sign by when is it, the end of August, somewhere mm-hmm. around there, uh, you go back into the draft pool. Right. So, And once he starts at Iowa, he's got to be there three years. Right. That's the way it works mm-hmm. at the Division One level right. for baseball. He wants more than anything to run out the tunnel at Kinnick Stadium. Mm. His family has had season tickets for Iowa forever. Mm-hmm. It is a part of their family experience. That's what they do. Right. Uh, they tailgate. It is something that he has done since he's a little kid. It's not being in the major leagues. It's not yeah. pitching for a World Series. It's to play for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And he is a month away from, from that realizing dream. Yeah. that dream. So he can run out of the tunnel or he can run to the bank with a check for $3 million. Well, the thought is that check still will be there in three years. Yeah, but you know, we've, we've seen guys that blow mm-hmm. out an arm or something yep, happens. That's very true, too. Now, does he get insurance? That's a, I don't know. I think that somebody should be... I mean, I, I'm guessing they are, What right? was the name of the place that used to do those insurance deals for college athletes was when they come Lloyd's back? Lloyd's of London? There it is, it? yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Good pull there. Is that something that is still... You would have to. Run think. out of the tunnel or run to the bank with three mil... Yeah. It's great to have options, but when you put it like that, if you were a month know. away, and remember when you're 18, I your know. thoughts are a little and different. You're too. invincible. Yes, you're invincible. Yeah, he's not thinking about blowing out his arm. Right, he's not th- thinking no. about that knee injury. But somebody needs to be thinking about that for him. You're a month away from skating on the ice with your Winnipeg Jets, well, and you know what, Ken? You're a hell of a race caller. <laughs> yeah. And so, here's your two options. Mm -hmm. At 18 years old, you can skate with your team on your team for your team, or you can go call races and start your career at 18. But I'm not going to check for $3 million to call races, but I get your point. Um, But man, 17 of the 21 outs via strikeout didn't give up a hit. Got a chance to be a first, because the draft is coming up when? A week? Two weeks? Is that when it, yeah. It's it's close. Soon, yeah. It's 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 coming up fast. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to see if I can find the date real quick, and I can't. July 11th through the 13th. So it's not only coming up real fast; it's coming up this weekend. It is. There it is. It's 2021. July uh, the 11th, Sunday, isn't it? Uh or it Monday? No, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Twelve hours ago, it will take place. First year draft will play eleven through the thirteenth in conjunction with the All Star Game that play, takes place on the thirteenth. There it is, six o'clock Sunday night. Well, we hear Brody Breck probably not. Well, I hope they've placed that call to Lloyd's of London. <laughs> we can't help you win millions, but we can help you win a grand because right now it's time to go for the green here on KXNO. Win a thousand dollars right now by texting the keyword game to 200 200. That's game to 200 200. You'll get a confirmation tempo. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contact. Game to 200 200. Cyclone fans, we're going to catch up with Michael Swain. Uh, Campbell's crew has been getting making a haul on the recruiting trail. Michael Swain has been covering it all. We'll talk recruiting and we'll talk about all the preseason accolades that are coming Iowa State's way when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And one- play Sugar House. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106.3 on the FM dial. Interesting nugget from Max Olson uh, from The Athletic. 
uh, biggest overachievers, underachievers in recruiting in the last four years. Uh, in college football, coming in at number one, Iowa State. Coming in at number two, Iowa. And how about this? This isn't just in the state of Iowa. <laughs> right, right. This is in college football. Now you're not looking at it. Well, there's three U and I. Oh, Grandview oh, checks it out. they beat you and I in Grandview. No, uh, this is Warburg? all of college yeah. football. <laughs> yes. It's pretty incredible, those numbers, and to see the overachieving that we've seen. The other thing that was a shocker to me, just overall the last four years, Iowa, the mm-hmm. eighth most success according yeah. to these metrics from Max Olson that he put together. But no division titles. No True. appearances in Indianapolis. Been a while, 2015. Yes. Uh, Let's get to Michael Swain. He's been working his butt off at 24-7 Sports uh, with all the recruiting news, all the Iowa State news. Of course, Michael will be in Dallas next week for Big 12 Media Days. They kept you jumping at 24-7 Sports, Michael Swain. Iowa State making a lot of news, and I guess you'd much rather be busy than than looking for something to write about. How are you? I'm doing great, and it's such a nice contrast to thinking back to this time last year where there were no visits. Yeah. It was really a, a right. quiet June and July. And here we are where we've got recruiting taking off. Obviously, Big 12 media days are next week. And then we're going to blink and it's going to be fall camp. So I, I'm just super excited. Things have been busy and really looking forward to the season starting here pretty soon. No, it really has. So let's let's catch up on recruiting before we get to some of the, you know, the preseason accolades that are coming Iowa State's way, of course, where they fall in the media poll. Uh, look, I you know, I, I'm... I should ask Randy Peterson this, Michael and Trent, because you're both not old enough. Has Iowa State ever got a vote in a preseason football poll? I know they've never been ranked. I don't know about it getting even I, a I vote. Can't, Michael, do you know they can't have, right? I don't know that for a fact, but honestly, just thinking about Iowa State's history, I, I would be very surprised right. if they got a first-place vote. That's what I mean, yeah, um, first Big place. 12 poll, yeah. Because you think about just all the Big 12 teams in the history of the conference, Texas, right. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, you know, even Kansas State had its run where it was near Colorado. The top. So, I, yeah, even back then too. You know, but this is Iowa State's kind of first run at the top of the conference or near the top of the conference, I should say. So, it wouldn't be surprising to me if it was, but I don't know that for a fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. So let's catch up on recruiting, Michael. Give us, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks, if you will, in a nutshell, um, some of the bigger names that they've gotten. I know there's a lot of three stars uh, that have decided that they want to spend their college career in Ames under with Matt Campbell and his group. Uh, catch us up, if you will. Yeah, of course. I think probably a good place to start would be Andrew Keller, a three-star tight end out of Wanakee, Wisconsin. He was someone that... It, shows between Iowa State and Iowa. He took a visual visit to both schools, but this is someone that has offers from Texas, Michigan State. Um, some of some real premier programs in college football wanted him on campus, and yet took an official visit to Iowa State that second weekend of June, um, really bonded with the coaching staff and decided to pull his commitment on July 4th. He's someone that, from our side on the 24-7 sports rankings, um, he's someone that we're looking at for maybe getting a bump up to being a little bit closer to a four-star. Right now, he's at an 87 in our rankings, or ratings, I should say, and a 90 is considered a four-star recruit. Okay. So he'd be bumping up there to that 88, 89 range here in the near future, maybe. Um, and then also looking at maybe the defensive end position for Iowa State. They picked up two commitments last week, one from McKenna Ezeogu and then one from R. Mason Thomas. And both of them, if you want to use one word to describe them, athletic. Um, they, you know, Ezeogu is a basketball player. He plays in the Kansas City area. Um, he's someone that is really athletic at six foot six. He's about 215 pounds right now. Um, but he could be someone that, if he fills out, could be almost like an any Rosarike, um, in terms of huh. at least what I see in him. Um, and then you look at the other side, R. Mason Thomas. I mean, there aren't many people who are as athletic as he is. He ran a, I believe, a four six something 40, broad jumped 115 inches, 
he has a lot of fast twitch athleticism, and he's someone that, you know, if you're thinking about projecting again, you know, he has the athletic ability of someone like a Will McDonald. He isn't necessarily six foot four as long as Will McDonald, but he has that explosive athleticism. So he's another one that will need some time, I think, to get bigger in the weight room, work on his game a little bit. But I think those are two real big pickups for Iowa State. And then, of course, um, I think they picked up two defensive back commitments as well. One from a three-star cornerback, Noble Thomas, out of Florida. I think Matt Capone, Iowa State's cornerbacks coach, did a really good job. Iowa State came in a little bit late for Noble Thomas, and yet they were still able to make him feel comfortable to where he was able to commit on June 30th. And then Jeremiah Cooper, I think, is another notable pickup. Dion Broomfield, the safeties coach, it was his first um, recruiting win as a safeties coach, and Jeremiah Cooper picked Iowa State over 25 other offers. Mm -hmm. So I think those are probably some of the notable ones. And, of course, I think since last time we talked, Gabe Burkle, an in-state tight end also committed to Iowa State, which is another big deal. You know, you, you mentioned the last guy there, Jeremiah Cooper, and a Texas kid that had chances to play in Texas, Baylor, SMU, Texas Tech, yet he's coming to Iowa State. These are the recruiting wins we didn't see very often. Yeah, they get a guy that maybe had another Power 5 offer, but the multiple. You're talking 25 deep here for Cooper. Mm-hmm. You're talking about that kid from Kansas City who has a great offer list and a great athlete, so what's changed? Is it just the success on the field, or what else is happening here in recruiting where Iowa State's reeling in kind of that next tier of rec- recruit? Yeah, I think it's a mixture of a few things. I think, of course, the success and the ability to play for a, a top 10 program nationally right now is a big deal. But I think for a lot of these three-star guys, I think they can look at other people like a Mike Rose, um, you know, more of the developmental guys that came on campus and really were able to hone their craft over a few years and are now kind of big 12 caliber players. Um, and so I think for them, they see the developmental side of things and how Iowa State can make them the best player that they can be. And I think that excites people because you think about Matt Campbell, the culture, the people, and I think you put it all together and it really is an attractive destination, I think, for recruits at this point. Yeah, it seems seemingly so. I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the piece you wrote on this, R. Mason Thomas. They beat Penn State for him. You said he ran a 4-6. He's 6-3-2-15. He's going to play defensive end. So he's going to get bigger. But, he's, I mean, you, you talked about his athleticism. Uh, and Iowa State wasn't the only school that saw this in him. No, definitely not. And I think South Carolina made a really, really strong push there at the end. Um, he went up and did a kind of a private workout. They're allowing these recruits to do these private workouts where it's basically a recruit and a coach get to work out one-on-one, and he just lit the place up in South Carolina. And that coaching staff came on so hard. They wanted him to play linebacker, but they thought he could be someone that is just a versatile piece in the front seven. Um, and so R. Mason Thomas, kind of the secret got out later, I think, this spring, where Iowa State offered in February, and then the offer list really expanded over mm-hmm. March, April, and May. Um, so he's one that I'm real excited about, um, our our Florida analyst, Andrew Ivins, made an interesting comparison for some of our VIP subscribers that he might be a little more of a high upside than someone like Mario Uvenio, who's a four-star defensive end that Iowa State was on. But Uvenio decided to go to Michigan. R. Mason Thomas decided to go to Iowa State. But Ivins thinks that in terms of the long-term ceiling, R. Mason Thomas could have a higher ceiling than someone like Uvenio. Music to Cyclo fans' sure. ears right there. Michael Sway joining us. CycloneAlert.com. One thing uh, that is missing when you look through this recruiting list, of course, they got their quarterback a while back. We talked about him and Rocco Beck uh, back in April. But skill position-wise, running back, wide receiver, nothing's bit at that point. What can you tell us on that front, and is this expected to be a smaller class as it pertains to the specialists? Um, in terms of wide receivers, I tell Iowa State fans to keep an eye out over the next seven, eight days. Um, Greg Gaines and uh, Jason Essex are two 
wide receivers that Iowa State has been on um, for a long time now, and both of them are going to make their decisions on June 16th and June 17th, respectively. Um, or July, sorry. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, and so I have crystal ball picks in favor of both of them to pick Iowa State. I think uh-huh. Iowa State's in a good spot for both of them. Um, and then another one that I think is interesting is Chiron Adams. He's going to commit on July 28th. It's his mother's birthday. But he's someone that Iowa State likes as a wide receiver. We rank him as a running back right now, but he has elite speed, a real shifty player, and so someone that I think could end up picking Iowa State as well. Um, but the running back position is a little bit different. Um, Xavier Townsend is one that Iowa State's looking at, but they did lose out on their kind of really priority running back targeting Caleb Johnson, who ended up picking Cal. Um, so the running back position is a little more in flux than the wide receiver position at this point. Mm. Michael Swain, Cyclone Alert, 24-7 Sports. Uh, Michael, uh, the Cyclones are going to send Brees Hall and Greg Eisworth uh, to Dallas, where you will meet them and all the other players and coaches that descend upon Dallas for Big 12 Media Days coming up next week. I think a lot of folks are surprised uh, that uh, that Brock Purdy's not a part of it. But Spencer Rattler wasn't uh, is isn't going to represent Oklahoma. I certainly can't argue with Brees Hall and Greg Eisworth. Eisworth's been a terrific cyclone, and Brees Hall's, in all likelihood, going to be the first running back taken in next year's draft. It was, I guess, it's good to have options uh, as Iowa State does as far as sending some real real talent uh, to Big Twelve Media Days. Yeah, and from what it seems like, just glancing up and down, kind of who the programs are bringing. A lot of it's all one offense, one defense. And so on defense, it makes total sense. You bring Greg Eisworth, the leader of the defense, someone that's going to try and be a four-time All-Big 12 selection this fall. Um, and as for kind of the decision to bring either Brock Purdy or Brees Hall, I think if you're going to bring one of the two, I think you bring the Heisman contender who um, has really mm-hmm. taken kind of, I think, the national stage in terms of just being a notable person. I think people know who Brock Purdy is nationally, but I think Brees Hall is much more maybe of an, a notable name. So to get him to go to the Big 12 media days over Purdy, I – I understand it, but I also think that uh, you probably get more exposure for Brees Hall there. Makes sense, and you're going to be there. So fill us in a little bit, kind of what you're chasing. We we know these teams. We you follow it on a day to day basis. When do you get down there and get an opportunity? And is this going to be your first in person opportunity to talk with these guys? Yeah, it will be. Um, I'm really excited for that. Actually, just to kind of you know, finally see some of these guys face-to-face after kind of a year of being on the beat. But I'll be looking to hear about some of the off-season gains for people like Will McDonald, who on the new roster is listed at 245 pounds, um, stuff like that. But I think also I'm really interested to kind of gauge the rest of the Big 12 and what they think of Iowa State because I think media days are a great opportunity to kind of figure out what the rest of the conference thinks about the school that you cover, whether it's basketball or football. I think it's a really good opportunity just to see what other people think and what they kind of – if the narrative that we have maybe seen over the last year, if other teams see those as true as well. Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports. I don't know why more people aren't following you on Twitter, Michael. You have great information. Uh, you're obviously working your tail off. M. Swain, S-W-A-I-N, M. Swain, 247. That's where you can follow Michael on Twitter, you Cyclone fans, for the very latest, all the recruiting wins and some that uh, don't go their way. Iowa State, Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Michael, thank you. Um, Potentially, Trent and I may impose on you whilst you're in Dallas, uh, if your time allows. Thank you, Michael. We certainly appreciate you coming on. 
Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys for having me on. Always appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Michael Swain, 24-7 sports, cyclonealert.com. Kid does a good job. Mm-hmm. Yes, I he mean, does. the big shoes to fill over there with Halstead. Of course, Mont's leaving the paper. Those two guys worked uh, very well, but Michael Swain's coming in uh, and really picked up that uh, momentum that 24-7 and Cyclone Alert seemed to be building. So here's something for you. You mentioned Brees Hall and maybe being the first running back taken. I'm mm-hmm. like, I haven't seen any mock drafts for 2022. I don't follow it like you do. You love mock drafts, <laughs> and I'm sure you've already peaked at one. But I uh, Googled one, and Walter Camp, yep. football, who yep. I always like their no, stuff that they put together. Absolutely. And uh, so I clicked on the mock draft. There is a player from the state of Iowa in the top 10 of their mock draft that's out right now at WalterFootball.com. A player in the top 10? player from the from the state of Iowa in the top 10. Will McDonald. It's not Will McDonald. That's That would have been my guess because, well, as Bruce Feldman said, even before he played a snap, that yeah. dude's a freak. Uh, Linderbaum is a first-round pick. Do you take a center in the top 10? Um, I'm out. No. Trevor Penning. Don't know. He's a tackle from you and I. Wow. Who knew? Yeah, wow. Who New. Now, so when did this? When was this published? Yeah, great question. Let's uh, scroll back up here. It was published. Uh, updated, updated. I can't find what. There it is. July fifth is when it was updated. So it's new. So where's yeah. where's Brees Hall? Not in the top thirty-two. Not wow. in the first round. Is now who's the running back? The, there is isn't there, a running back. There isn't a running back. There isn't the a running list. back. Number one, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Matt Corral. Sam Howell. Uh, Howell's down a little bit Corral further. from Ole Miss. Yeah, he's number two. He's a, he's a good player. Justin Ross of Clemson, the wide receiver, is number three. Uh-huh. Adam Anderson from Georgia, speaking of studs off the edge. There's Malik Willis from Liberty. He's going to get a lot of buzz. Uh, Thibodeau from Oregon. Yep, he's at number seven. You know, Iowa State did a nice job against yes, him. Yes, they did. They He did do a whole lot. And the quarterback from that game, who's now at Texas yeah, Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. He's at number nine, going Shock. to... The Denver Broncos. Oh, no, 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 please, no. Oh, he's just Trent, what they... I saw enough of him. 6 5 two, 21. Uh, Oh, Elway's already salivating. Yeah, but he doesn't get the... It's not his call anymore, thankfully. There's a tall, stinky quarterback, Elway. We're going to get him. Drooling. Yeah, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler. How'd those two work out? Not well. Miller and Condon, uh, taking one till noon. An hour from now, four of you will be given an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxon's. Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street, Southwest in Altoona, in business for over 25 years. Online, you can find them at ClaxonBBQ.com. ClaxonBBQ.com, hours, menu, etc. Claxon's Barbecue giveaway in about an hour. Miller and Condon are on 1460 KXNO. 10866 As the referee has blown for full time and the Des Moines Menace are crowned the divisional champions with a 4-0 win over Chicago FC. There it is, the final call as the Des Moines Menace win 4 nothing over Chicago FC. Claim the USL League 2 Heartland Division regular season championship. They'll host playoff games coming up next Friday the 16th and CISN will have coverage of both playoff games. Justin Vorster on the call and got to do some soccer with Justin during the girls' state tournament. Done that one. Oh man, his voice, it's just perfect. No, he's, he's a South African. Oh, is that what he's from? Uh-huh. And just just listening to him yeah. 
It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. He does a great job at CISA. You know who's uh, really good doing soccer? Uh, That Ian Dark. Yes. And we get him on Sunday for the Euro final. Um, He's terrific. Yes, he is. What else does he... Now, he's he's not an American. I mean, he's obviously... Boy, he's a Brit. Mm -hmm. Um, But is he based here or does... I I don't know enough about him. I think he is based here because he's been part of the ESPN soccer coverage for quite a while Mm -hmm. now. So, yeah, I believe... He's he not like that. Him. What was the guy that did the golf? The Peter McAllister was that his name? Yes. But and and because I could listen to him do the British Open. I mean, he was terrific when he would come mm-hmm. over from BBC and do some of the uh, some of the telecast, uh, pick up some of the play by play. I mean, it's just different, isn't it? It is. Sounds great. Yeah. I just absolutely love it. There's the voices that just mm-hmm. they just work for the sport. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely no, one of them. Ian Dark is one of them, and mm-hmm. we'll get him on. Did you say 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon? I think that's what it is, I yeah. I think it is, too. What time, because uh, tomorrow night is the Copa, right? 7, I want to say. Is it Big Fox or FS1 again? You know, I don't know that. Because FS1 has had pretty much all the coverage, at least mm-hmm. that I've seen, of uh, of Copa. It's great. Now, which <laughs> is the better? Soccer. I mean, which of, what, if you could only watch one. Oh, which, it's Euro. Yeah. That's the one you want to yeah. win, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that that seems to got all the publicity here in the mm-hmm. country. Will it ever grow? It's grown. I mean, women's soccer has the hats off to uh, Rapino and company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they've they've put. I was going to say they put it on the map. Um, they've done a great job. They have. We talk about the four major sports, but there's more than that. You know, where are they as it pertains to the golf's, the NASCARs? Even the hockey, if you will, I, I'd put that more yeah. towards that tier as opposed to the big four. Well, look what look what gets. I mean, what what beats hockey on a regular basis? I mean, most things do, right? Sadly, well, for, football's its own tier, right? Yes, that's its own yes. tier. Basketball has surpassed baseball in terms mm-hmm. of viewership. Yeah, no longer America's pastime. Yeah, football, NFL, college doesn't matter. They got their own. There's a reason they call it King Football. Heard you coined that many, many years ago, and it is so true. I think I bored it from Bob Dyer, but... <laughs> oh, is that where it came from? <laughs> now, the, the truth be told, I think I got it from Bob. Now, maybe he got it from me. No, I got it from Well, him. someday, I'll take it from you. How about there that? There you go. We'll keep passing it Sooner down. Sooner rather than later, maybe, no, Oh, too. no, no. Don't say that. Don't I say that. I got trouble at home. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Hearing those, no, not not trouble. I don't want people. To right, get, right yeah. not that kind of trouble. Yeah, don't I'm go hearing that a lot of California in my future. Ah, gotcha. Getting out to the left coast. Well, and that's where her babies are. Living in style. Huh? I don't want to. No, I really, truly don't. You're a. I'm an Iowan. You man. are an Iowan. I'm an Iowan. I tell you that. You think you're Canadian? You're well, an I do. I kind of yeah, but I'm an Iowan. I love this state, this uh, city. Mm-hmm. Oh, California. It's great. Don't get me wrong. But, Weather's wonderful. Yeah, but can you live there? 12 months out of the year? Aisha, yeah. I mean, yeah. January, uh-huh. <laughs> right. February, that's easy. But, man, there's just something about this place. Nobody in line at the airport or very few. Right. Park in the front row at the airport. Well, we're talking about our Vegas trip, and you want us to tape our TV show before we go to the airport. We leave at 2. Yeah. Our show ends here at noon. We can tape. It's true. But we could because we're hop, skipping a jump away so from the So we leave studios. at 2 o'clock, right? Our yeah. plane leaves at 2. What yeah. So we get in at like 3? Yeah. Boom. Chris is waiting for us. In a cab? Yeah. We're making a stop. I know we are. We're making a stop before we get to the uh, get to the hotel. Your first wager will be a future. 
on Wednesday night. Uh, horse or, bet. Yeah, either horses or, yeah. Or future. Or future. Probably play some horses and drink some beers with yeah. you. Now, you don't have to work Wednesday night, do you? No. You're going out there to call basketball. Yeah, I'll be working with the Beyond Ball AAU program, calling their games. We'll have a YouTube page set up for that. So looking forward to seeing that. Some big-time players. I was looking at the Las Vegas Classic. That's the event that it is. Right. Over 900 teams are going to be there. Jeez. Scattered across gyms. One of the gyms I hope that they get to play in, Tarkanian's gym. Oh, really? Jerry Tarkanian's wow. got... I don't even know where that is in Vegas. It's basically right in the middle of town, at least on the huh. map that I saw. Hope that's one of the places, because I loved UNLV and Tark back in the day. Hmm. Well, two weeks from today, we'll be on the air, and we will be recapping our day spent at Circa. <laughs> Instead of five minutes, I'm going to spend the... Well, we'll spend most of the day there. Looking forward to it. Uh, our number two coming up. Tom Cakert is part of it. We'll preview Cubs cards with Brian Walton. And then Claxons, Miller and Condon until noon, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.